0: Dude, do you already know what it is it's another episode of ringside mayhem podcast with your boy it's him it's him it's the gm the k-l-a-s-y spell it with a k you already know because your boy is just so sick with it and you already know we got another hot episode but no 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 it's not it's not a review but it is an interview oh you see how i did that bars yeah 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 but uh but before we bring the guest of honor here you're gonna see what I did there. But before I bring the guest of honor up, first, you know, first we, we, we got some people we got some people to help us with this. You feel me? So, first of all, let me bring up since it is her month still, we have the queen of thorns. We have the queen of, of roses. That's right. You know, you might want rose cutters, but you don't want thorns. We got cream rose in here. Come on and sit on your throne,
1: queen. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm on my throne, see? And it spins. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> y'all it stands, y'all.
0: how are you doing queen
1: i'm good i've had a good day yes thankfully today is a day full of roses no thorns unless one of y'all pissed me off then i i can't
0: i, can't I didn't do it I, I'll, just make, I'll just let you know i didn't do it already off top it wasn't me okay <laughs> just, just call I'm me like, shaggy, shaggy
1: already me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, you let her catch you. <laughs> All right, thank you, Queen. Thank you, Queen. We should have you back in a few. Bows to you. And then next, you already know what it is. We got my tag team partner in the building. We got the Champ is Me, Mr. Champ is Me. We got the Mr. Know It All Champion, Mr. Million Dollar Mayhem. That's right, he is my brother from another mother. Shut your mouth. I'm just talking about Mr. Sir Mac. Come through the domain.
2: Oh, Champ is Me, hey. Champ is Me. And the last time you heard from me, I told you that the Super Bowl champions will be the Rams. 9 9, baby, and Donald. Monster of Beast, two sacks, game-changing, game-winning. You know what I'm saying? Cooper Cup did his damn thing. The Rams are your Super Bowl champions. Ugh, shades is on. And Did you realize that you were a champion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it. I know it. I know y'all know it. It's good to be back. And I'm ready for the mayhem. Let's get it on.
0: Man, you know, I, I I see you happy about oh you about to put the gloves on too? No, 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 no. I just
2: just gonna put the jersey back, you know what I'm saying. You
0: know what I'm <laughs> well, I know you're happy. Let us let, also bring the queen in. Let's all bring the queen in. Because we, like I said, you know, this is not a regular review, but this is an interview. But this this interview right here, I I'm excited about this one. This 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 one this one is straight. It's straight for the culture, it's it's straight for honor. It's Ooh, man. Can, can I get a drum roll, Matt? Can I get a drum roll? You've seen this man on Ring of Honor. You've seen this man on AEW TV, AEW Dark. You've seen this man give Adam Cole the business. That's right. I'm talking about
3: Mr. Khan. Come in, man. <laughs> How are y'all doing today?
2: What's going on?
3: Man, I love, I love the intro. This is dope. <laughs> <laughs> I can't follow that. I can't follow that after that. What the hell? <laughs> You're supposed to.
2: It's it's it's, know, e- it's it's easy to follow after after an intro like that, you know. So you what know, I'm saying you come out feeling
3: yourself. Yeah, I'm the strong silent type. I just walk out with no shirt on. You know, people just stare at me. Look at my glory. Yes, glory. <laughs>
1: yeah. That is presence enough, sir. Yes. yes. You know, I
2: already got Rose started. <laughs> had to come off with my <laughs> shirt off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look, look, yeah. Rose,
0: if, if you don't do a Mr. Potato Head, I'm a Mary Splot. I'm a Mary I
1: mean, I wore my ring. Okay, that that's that's enough you that's you enough mention that he gets tonight um <laughs> he, uh, okay She turned to <laughs> heel
2: on you ll she turned
0: already. Heel.
1: he already knows
0: oh. uh, well, know. mr khan mr khan if if you may go mm-hmm. ahead and uh introduce yourself to the people our listeners our viewers just tell us about a little about a little bit about yourself before we get started and everything
3: oh man uh, i'm the k-u-n khan One, one-third of the ring of honor world six-man champions former six-man champions uh as you see me on Ring on Honor TV, see me on AEW Elevation, AEW. You see me on the Texas Indies. Hopefully, I'll be going out west, to Virginia, DC, Baltimore, from, uh, to MCW. I'm I'm all over the country, man.
0: Definitely, definitely, you are, man. You you making big moves, bro. You make, definitely making big moves. Um, so I, I think one of the first things that I will want to talk to you about, then, especially since you mentioned, you know, uh, Ring of Honor, um, yeah. one one picture that that that. Really, I, I I went across of uh, uh, was you and um, Moses in the dojo. So mm-hmm. just tell me what uh, what was it like coming up in the dojo for Ring of Honor? Like, um, what what did it really impart in you when it come to wrestling? Oh
3: man, the dojo was <laughs> it was an experience. Uh, when I first got that, we did the tryout, so we had, like all day Saturday we were in the dojo. With, like thirty people, we were there for twelve hours in our gear, standing there, did two drills, got the invite. And, like, I remember getting the schedule. They're like, okay, Monday through Thursday, you're here from 4 to probably, like, 9, 10 p.m. And this is, like, some industrial building. It's blacked off with the curtains. You can't see outside. There's no clock. And there's one ring, one or two rings. And you're just in there every day wrestling, bumping, doing practice matches. with The same, like, 15 people for a year. And it got to, like, you just kind of got stir crazy because you're just like, what the hell, man? We just what more can we do? We out here doing high spots, superplex power bombs. Like we're just doing everything to try to impress the coaches. Like, I don't know what else to try. We'd have film study. And when we were there the first year, it was with uh, Joy Mercury and Will Ferraro. And if you know about Joy Mercury, that man is, uh, you just you just see his name and you're just like, okay, synonymous with the Shield, Undertaker, he was in WWE. Yeah. But he's in an enigma within himself. Uh, but he taught me how to wrestle, I believe. He taught me how to work. He taught me that I had to get out here and move out of Maryland and go travel and do these Indies so I could learn to become one of the best wrestlers in the world. That's what I'm trying to do. So it was definitely a hell of an experience. Uh, there's a group of us, we go by the Dojo Five. We were the first signees that got contracts mm. there. We wanted to be the new superstars of Ring of Honor, which I think we all became. It's myself, Moses, Brian Johnson, uh, Quinn McKay, and Dak Draper. We yeah. were the new stars that ushered into this new era right before the pandemic hit. That's dope, bro. That
0: is definitely dope.
3: It's funny because, like, people ask me about my time there. And, like, 2019 did not exist. I literally just spent my time at the dojo. It was work all day, go to the dojo for four hours, go to the gym for an hour, hour and a half, go home, watch TV for, like, 15, 20 minutes, go to sleep, do it again. And, like, I had no life. It was just wrestling.
0: That's what's up. Hey, well, man, mm-hmm. hey, you know, it's
3: almost like when
0: you have Hell Week at football, but this is –
3: this was hell year, I guess. This was hell year. Man, some days we get texts like, "Hey, come to the dojo at two o'clock." I'm like, "I can't even get out of work right now." I'm like, what, but you had to you had to show up, and we would go show get up here now before we came. Yeah, bag exactly. Over here. Show <laughs> out the dojo. I'll never forget. We were there one day. We got there. We had to go on a Friday. And we were like, "Oh man, we had plans to go out and have a party," and they're like, "No, Friday here and be here." We get there. We sit we sit there while the coaches had been meeting for like four hours. We're just sitting on the floor like, what the Wait,
1: fuck what are we are
3: doing here? Yeah, what are we doing here? Wow. And then after all that time, our right, practice matches. And it's oh. nine o'clock at night. And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> wow. It, it, it was that mental. It was,
2: he was it testing was. that mental, you know what I'm saying? It really was. And said I remember just nothing. like,
3: yeah. And I remember leaving like Bully Ray, like gave him this handshake. He winked at me and said, like, good job, kid. Like, Man, fuck you. like. <laughs> I just spent, like, all Friday night here. I got my food delivery stolen from my house from Baltimore, like. <laughs> oh, dang. I get, I get it. It's an experience, and, like, they had to do, like, they play these mind games and stuff, but I was just like, man, I'm so defeated right now. So defeated. All I to do
2: is eat my
3: food. I remember we had, like, a party planned, and, like, oh, those plans got canceled. Like, we got to go to the dojo,
1: I guess. Damn. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Well
3: not if sucks, anything, but you know. Not it sucked.
2: <laughs> it sucked. <laughs> you FaceTime everybody at the party, like, hey, y'all doing oh, my yeah. bad, my bad. I, I and I'm I'm cool, I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm sorry, like,
3: it's weird, like at the same time I feel like I'm grateful for that experience. Like those those group of people that I did that with are no one's gonna ever know what that experience was like. That was like a chance of a lifetime to be in there with those like legends and learn wrestling for a year. And it was also like a crazy fucking experience where you kind of got like mentally abused in some sense and just Man. Thats the business is, I don't know
0: well I, I, well so so <laughs> so for so that being said, would you rather take hell week football or hell year wrestling huh with, like like uh, like like all the takeaways that you'll get from it and everything like that Wh- which one which one do you think you will we'll take more?
3: Probably wrestling, like football is cool, uh, but like wrestling, I made lifelong bonds with these people like if I ever get married, these people are coming to my wedding, like these are people that I can call on, no matter what. I don't see them for like months at a time since I moved to Texas, but when we meet up, we're just like a family. We're bonding, we're hugging, and we're like, oh, how's life? And we just, we have all these experiences together that no one else can like have those same bonds with. So I definitely take wrestling. That's
1: awesome. I mean, Mm -hmm. I definitely get that aspect of, you know, you start off as strangers and become family. I mean, look Mm -hmm. at these two dudes here. They're like brothers to me. So I definitely get that. Now, I heard you mention um, wedding. So <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, you know, I am married. But for all the women out there that are not, would love to know, are you a taken man or not?
3: I, I am. I am. Uh, but I keep that very private. Like, I know people on the internet can be super creepy and whatnot and, like, trying right. to balls into my life. But I do have someone that are, that are out there right now with a pup. Watch wrestling
1: without me, so oh, so y'all, ladies, yeah. you hear that? Don't creep into his DMs, leave the man alone. Um, give that woman her respect. And yes, we will I mean, cry into our pillows at night, but we still we, will enjoy
2: we, we will what's come. on I mean, the screen,
1: right? We, we will, there's no denying, Khan, you are a beautiful man. <laughs> I mean, just beautiful, okay. I told my husband. I don't usually have crushes in wrestling. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the art form, but man, no. <laughs> once they told me we were interviewing you, I, I went mute. I was like, oh, Jesus, i hated to this man. Um, but no, I respect you. I respect you as a wrestler. And um, I do have another question. Okay. Now, I know you are of African descent. So mm-hmm. um, um, from what country are you from?
3: uh so my dad's actually from Cameroon uh this small village called Boa so mm-hmm. I was born in Minnesota but that's where he's from but I like repping Boa Cameroon just because like I didn't think there's a lot of like uh outside of Apollo Crews you don't really hear too much about like African born wrestlers um no, you don't. but since I've been like representing that when I go out from my entrances people from like Nigeria I met other Cameroon wrestlers have reached out to me and like kind of created those bonds too like It's something that you don't really see in wrestling. You see, like, the Samoan dynasty, but my whole thing was, like, all right, let's make, like, a pedigree for Cameroon wrestlers or African-born wrestlers or people that have immigrant parents from Africa. Like, let's make that a thing because it's nothing that doesn't exist yet. So why not?
1: Right. I I love that because, you know, in our culture, um, the parents can be very strict and very – you're going to become a doctor, a lawyer, engineer. Um, Wrestling, just for fun, um, but – if you're a child, you're there's no way that you're gonna be like, Mom, dad, I want to become a wrestler. They're gonna be like, What? You wanna do what? You better take your uh, ass to go study and go, you know, make real money. Um, I was actually
3: fortunate enough where my dad wasn't really like that. My cousin's oh, dad's good. like that. He pushed I mean, them to like med school and they're now like in debt with college. But my dad was just like, Kind of do whatever you want. It's my mom who was like, What what you wanna be a what? No, you're going to college first. <laughs> <right>. <laughs>
2: Oh my gosh! i like, what the hell is a a wrest a what a who? Why I wrestle you back? You better get (laughs) get (laughs) exactly. Better wrestle them books. What's wrong with you? What's she she think about it now that you're making a little bit of money? You know what I'm saying?
3: uh, I think she just—it's like surreal to her because you know you tell someone that you want to be a professional wrestler when you're like 12 years old, and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, go do that. (laughs) Uh, but I told them when I was 12, I was like, okay, if you want to go to school? Like I'll go to college. I did grad school. I like got a regular job and like, I took this a very safe approach to wrestling. Like I saved up money and made sure I was financially stable. And then when I was 27, I signed up and for me, it was just like, okay, I want to sign up just to see if I can actually do this. But the fact that I've been successful so far, she's just like an, awe. I guess when my cousin just saw ring of honor, like playback of the week uh, on TV and she was screaming Oh, that's my cousin. And I actually made it happen, but um, yeah, my parents are just like in awe whenever they see that, because I was some quiet, shy kid growing up. Like, I just was in the back of the room with my toys, like, don't talk to me. And to see me (laughs) now, like, out here cutting promos, yelling at people, I've wrestled in front of like 7,000 people, they're just like, who the hell is this man? Like, (laughs) just to see like the evolution, the growth of me, they're just in shock, but they're proud of me. So that's the most important.
0: That's
3: she'd awesome. Be like, it was be like it was the dojo, mom. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> dojo. Yeah. it really, it really was the dojo, for real.
1: Have they yeah. ever been to see one of your shows?
3: Uh, they actually did last October. It was the first time I've been wrestling for five years now. Uh, October is the first time my parents both got to see me wrestle live, oh, and wow. like I had like thirty family and friends come out to this show. Of course, like. My match was like the best match there because they all came to see me, sold a bunch of merch and stuff. But like my family was just like, holy shit, this is this is so cool. Like you're doing it. No one in our family they would expect to be on this platform wrestling on TV. So it was, it was definitely dope. And my nephew came to me told me he was proud of me. And I was like, man, this little
2: Aww. 15-year-old
3: dude, he turned 16. This dude's like, at first I remember when he found out I was wrestling. He said, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. But then now he sees what this actually is. And he's like, oh, that's dope. That's my, cousin, that's my uncle right there. You ever ever
2: get any uh, family members that try you or just be like, do a move on me. I want to see like. Not
3: not really. I remember as a kid, my sister and I would fight. But (laughs) Uh, Backyard wrestling king.
2: Uh, Make me come out of retirement. Mac versus Sean.
3: Right here. Right now. (laughs) That's what I I did to my
1: brother. And I won. Mm -hmm.
3: My sister would try me and I'd put her in the walls of Jericho real quick. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Was it the
2: walls or was it the lion Tamer? Did you like just... Halfway put your knee in her back. Oh, no. yeah, yeah. Oh, I sat Just, down with it. Uh, <laughs> okay, oh, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. You you brutal. I mean, both ways is brutal anyway. But con uh <laughs> Jasper Bishop K-A-U-N. Talk to me about your name and, and, and why are what why why what did you come around to to calling yourself Khan and what what's the message behind that?
3: Uh, so originally, it was just Bishop Khan. One of my good friends that actually grew up and got me into wrestling, he came up with that name. Bishop was my favorite X Men growing up. And then he he told me he's like a screenwriter. So he was looking into Genghis Khan. It's like, yeah, it was like he murdered like a lot of civilizations, but it's kind of a cool name to have, like Bishop Khan. So that's what we started with. Uh, when I went to the dojo working at a Joe Mercury, when We were signing our official contracts, it was like all for show. It was just like, i right, need to have these names for this contract. Like, no one's gonna see this piece of paper in this picture, but like to give out the official press release or whatever, like, all right, come up with some fake names to put on this thing. Um, which literally lasted like a week because then he's like, All right, we're gonna cut the first names and now we're just gonna do Moses and con. They always compare to Q and I, uh Moses and I to um, the office, the office of Pain, the Road Warriors, and, like, Hawk and Animal, like, this old-school feel of, like, these monster tag teams, So they just wanted a singular name. Um, and for me, it kind of just stuck. Like, my friend came up with it, and like, he liked to spell it differently, the K-A-U-N, the, uh, different than K-A-H-N, which is great, because there's now Tony Khan, and I don't want to do the same thing as that. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of just stuck in, like, taking its own little pathway. Like, people when approach me or like, Khan's world or like Khan has spoken like kind of just hits every single time people put things with it so I'm just sticking with that for the future word word word
2: talk about your introduction into STP like whose idea was it was it something that that you all came up with together was it just fully Shane looking at talent wanting to bring you guys in or like how how did that formulate uh so
3: While Moses and I were first at ROH, like we were doing like the squash matches and I think they were kind of pushed us as like these monster tag team, which was like, oh, dope. Like I like this idea because we can just go beat people. Um, But then after he left, we kind of just like left in limbo. So we were this tag team with no direction. And I remember hearing Shane wanted to start the promotion, like he wanted to start his own faction. And we just happenstance did this like 10 man tag and like we went out there with him. I remember the Booker's uh, Delirious saw that and he was just like, oh, that looks, that looks dope. Like, I already knew Ron was with him, but like he saw all of us on stage, just the presence that we had at that show, I think it was in Pittsburgh. He's like, I think, I think there's something there with this. So Rose and I met up with Shane one day, kind of pitched the idea to us and him and I were like, well, we don't have too much else going on. And at the time, Shane was our TV champion, having like, we would study his promos because like he cut really realistic promos. So we watched this in the Doge. I'm like, not like what he's doing. So if this is something like, Let's just connect with him. We kind of have the same mindset, same ideals, and let's, let's see how this goes. And I've been telling people, man, we've made six-man wrestling uh, relevant again. We made those six-man titles mean something in that business, like that company. Like, we did that whole division. We turned it upside down. We were the belts on the indies. And, like, we made this into something when they were giving us no help. So it's kind of like a little his idea, but then we kind of had this meeting, came together, and then it just stuck.
0: That's amazing, man! Like, and y'all, y'all definitely did make a big impact. Like, mm-hmm. e- even, even, now, like, you know, you, you have people that, like, you said, like, will see old old matches or whatever, and be like, yo, wait, yeah. FDP, wait, why did I not know about this? Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I know that that was my uh, cause, uh we have Shane on, and like, the first thing I feel like, yo, this this is man, did, like, it, it was a big thing, not even just for wrestling, but also like for our culture. You know,
2: yeah,
0: yep. Um, and kind of fast forward talking about the culture and um in and the wrestling. I want to paint the picture again. I want to paint the picture. All right. It's final battle. The moment right after Shane Taylor versus Kenny, mm. and every, every, almost every. I feel like almost every black oh, wrestler. Man. I'm not, not, not even in the ROH. sometimes, feel so I'm like, is that everybody? And everybody <laughs> just in the ring and fist high in the air, even the flag for the straight strictly for the culture, just in just 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 waved in the air. How did that feel for you? Um and um pretty much what you know how do you feel like, you know, pretty much you guys left a stamp in the culture for, you know, for wrestling? I
3: think in the moment, like I didn't really realize what was happening. Cause I remember he's like, all right, the moment this match ends, sprint to the ring and we're gonna go do this thing. I was like, all right, so we ran up there. Hit the pose. And then like you get on social media that night and you're like, your phone's just kind of blowing up. Twitter's kind of blowing up. And like what this meant for people seeing this, like that image printed on cups, people was like hero banners on Twitter and saying what that meant to them to see all these black wrestlers come together in ROH, which I think we had a super like diverse roster. There's a lot of black wrestlers in ROH. Yeah. It was just like heartwarming to me. And like, I didn't, I know that we have impact on people, but I didn't realize how much of an impact we had on people. We were changing people's days or perceptions of the wrestling. Like there was hope for them in this business, that there's like, we're creating this diversity or we're actually moving forward. Um, Cause you always see like stuff with WWE. And like me, is like Bobby Lashley, Biggie, Kofi, all these dudes becoming champions. And then like, now you have ROH, Just this moment of all of us going out there, especially after Kenny and Shane had this battle and then Kenny stood up in two, like it was definitely just this moment. And, it's dope to see that as iconic. Like, people remember that. And I, at that moment, at that time, I just didn't think anything of it because, like, so many emotions were happening that day. Like, I cried that day after our match. Um, but it's dope. Like, I realized how much of an impact that we had. And, like, this is a privilege that I get to do this and, like, really change and affect people's lives with this. You just got 10 more women uh, fans. I cried <laughs> <out there. laughs> and for real, like, we had that six minute title run. And I remember getting the time for the match, and we had this match, and like people were just wanted to go out there and kind of hit their hits. I like to wrestle and tell stories, and like, I get it. Like, it was yes, this, it was our final battle. We got all technically fired like three weeks prior to that. Mm-hmm. And we lost the titles. I'm like, nah, this shit like meant something to me. This is the second belt I ever won, the first belt at ROH. I never thought I was going to be signed by ROH. I never thought I was going to actually wrestle. And like, we lost these belts, and they're playing a the VTR, and I'm like, yo, I'm never going to wrestle here again. Like, I don't think I'm ever going to wrestle here again. So, all that the culmination of the five years, the ROH dojo, all that shit just hit me. And I was like, wow. it's lost over. the belts. Yeah, it's over. Lost the belts. I'm never wrestling here anymore, at least anytime soon. Like it hit me. Yeah. So are, are we are we waiting to see what's
2: happening with roh or or is con and, and the rest of stp? Are, I hear y'all y'all having discussions with a few other different co- uh companies, uh-huh. like what lane y'all trying to
3: roll in. Uh, I haven't heard anything R.O.H., but I have some things hopefully uh going to be announced soon. So I mean we have some conversations just have some stuff going on. Hopefully within the next like month or 6 weeks uh we can make an announcement. Oh so, man, let me set my timer. Some big awesome Set so the calendar, you know.
1: Okay. Mm. 6 <laughs> <laughs> weeks. All right. Hey, Siri, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> like,
0: okay, thank you. All right. <coughs> <laughs> Um but also speaking of uh, speaking of again in the talks um when it came to um AEW, mm-hmm. um just how how did it feel? Just just really just be there for the first time and you know how how you know how how did everything come about?
3: Uh so in that conversation conversation happened at ROH, I got a little pulled over into this corner and was like, hey, someone from there wants to talk to you. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to that person. I was like, hey, I heard y'all want to y'all wanna talk to me. And communication started happening. It's like, oh, I want to bring you to the show. I moved to Texas. So like they were in Dallas one day. Oh, yeah, I'll come out to Dallas. And uh, now that I'm a free man, with no contract status, uh, I got to wrestle Andrade that day. I knew a couple people there because people defected from like, ROH and went there. So like some right. of the backstage people I was super cool with them. it was nice to see them. Austin Gunn was in the ROH Dojo for a bit. So I like, got to catch up with him. I knew some of the other talents there, too. Uh, it was cool, like, they were trying to tell me, like, you be comfortable, like, people know who you are here, but this is a whole new environment, this is the first time I've gone up by myself in three or four years, Uh, so a little nervous, but it was cool to go out in that Dallas crowd for that first AEW show, because, like, I could hear the rumblings of the crowd, like, oh, damn, that's con, that's con, like, I'm walking out there, and I'm just standing in the ring, like, damn, like, I'm confident, right, so, like, I know how I look, I'm like, damn, I'm, like, out here standing, like, I belong to this bitch, comes out his pyro hits and i'm just like holy shit <laughs> <laughs> like oh let me retract that thought real <laughs> like, like, the bumps and everything going yeah because like i'm a i'm a fan of his and like the fire hit i'm like oh okay cool all right i'm here but like i knew i had to make a moment slap that man in his face um yeah And like i knew i had to just get, get the little moments and like showcase my physicality show the case that i could work. Thank you to Mark Henry and the Kingston put me over on commentary. Came to the back. And Mark was like, man, we you look good. What the hell do you mean? Like be confident in yourself. You did a great job for what they asked of you to do. Uh, I did good enough for them to bring me back. So then I got to wrestle Adam Cole. In Orlando.
1: Ooh.
3: Yeah.
0: That match. That
1: was awesome, man.
0: Bruh. <laughs> bruh, the, the kick to the faith was the one for me. You just said, man, get that out of here,
1: bruh. Man, what you think? Hello, he let you like, like, oh, you trying to do something. Much. Oh, mm-hmm. hey. Exactly. Again, I'm, I'm trying to make moments and, like,
3: apparently he's was supposed to be there early in the day. He's a super nice dude, but he didn't get there until 7. I was like, okay, well, I waited all day in my gear, and now we're about to have some fun. And like, I like to wrestle, like, pretty stiff, like, physical, and I, this is an opportunity for me to, again, have, like, a job tryout, so I'm, like, I'm about to hit this man as hard as possible and show out, show that I belong here and that confidence, and that's People keep talking about that moment, but that's what that is for me. Like, once I start feeling myself, I'm gonna kick you in the face and see what you do. How are you gonna react to that? Because you don't know who I am, but I know you are. I'm trying to, hear, I'm here to prove myself. Yeah, so,
0: I feel that. I, well,
3: that, um, mm-hmm.
0: and it's like you said, like still drawing that bit of realism in wrestling, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, yep. it's not, it's not scripted. Like if I hit you, what you gonna do? Are you, exactly. are you just gonna jump? Like, hey, come yep. on. <laughs>
3: exactly. <laughs> And I train that way. Like when I wrestle with people that have less experience than me, I purposely do stuff. I'll smack them in the face. Like I'll pat them in the head. I want to see how they react. Cause that's how it's trained. Like, yeah, it's not scripted for me. Like I'm trying to make this as real as possible. How are you actually going to react in the fight? How are you actually going to, someone like shoves you in the face? What are you going to do? Cause are you going to stand up to me and hit me back or not? Cause that's going to set the tone for the rest of the match for me. It's all
2: about intimidation. Eight. Like, you mm-hmm. fit to step up and be a man
3: right now or you just fit the cower away and let me own you real quick? Exactly. And, like, it's funny because I literally just finally watched The Last Dance. And, like, I was a huge fan of Michael Jordan growing up. Mm. Here, that man's mentality. Like, I, I put his speeches on my Spotify playlist and I'll listen to that when I work out because I'm like, this is the mentality I'm trying to have when it comes to wrestling. Like, if y'all don't want to wrestle that way. You don't have to wrestle that way. But I'm here to try to be a fucking goat. And, like, that's, that's my goal right now. I'm trying
1: to be one of the greats. Dope. Dope. I love that. It's all about mindset. And, you know, that's going to lead me into this question. So looking at the industry um, as it is, what is one thing you would change?
2: <clears throat> that's tough. Uh,
3: I think I read this Twitter thread one time about how indie talent needs to be treated better. Like a lot of us get lowballed in terms of like getting booked a particular way. And then even just like the pettiness between some of like the promoters, right? Like you get used a particular way on one show and then a different place leaves you a different way. And like these people have beef, but at the end of the day, one of them is gonna cut you from your roster and you did you did nothing. Like, I don't understand. At the end of the day, this is a show. This is entertainment, right? This is all like, it's wrestling. But well, why are y'all taking it so serious we are affecting the wrestler's career? Like, we're trying to make a living doing this. So, like, pay us better because then we'll come to your show. We'll be able to actually eat and, like, drive or fly to these shows and perform the way that we want to do. I'm not trying to drive six hours to make 40 bucks because that's barely going to pay for my gas even on the way back. It's right. like respe- respecting the workers um, from, like, a WWE, AEW perspective. I haven't had too much, like, experience there. So they paid me. So I'm, I'm happy <laughs> with that. A man out of
2: the money, that's my kind of talk. <laughs> you see the money, you know what it is. Let's have a conversation about money real quick. You know what I'm saying? I just saw a tweet that you put out if this business is about <laughs> making money, I'm money. Talk to the people about being money and what it means.
3: Yeah, I think, uh, so I'm a good friend of the Donnie, uh, Shanti, the Donnie, Tahuti Miles. He and I trained together at MCW and he posted something about Brock Lesnar. He was on Pat McAfee show. Mm-hmm. And he was like, for Brock, this is, like, this is all about making money. So I was thinking about that. I'm like, if this is about making money, you need me on your roster. Cause look at me. I am money. Like people have been telling me my whole career. And I, I do try to remain humble, but like if you want someone on your roster to bring in a whole different fan base or like bring in particular fans or like tune into the show, I look like a superstar. So why are you not signing me yet? Why am I not on your program? I look better than a lot of people on these rosters. I that's just being confident. So I am money. In which you should be. Confidence will always <laughs> open every door
2: that thinks it is closed before you. I think so. so. Yep.
1: Taking this one. Make a shirt. Cons- <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> oh Pause. Con- I'm, I'm saying this now.
2: Pause. But I think what? you might have to take your shirt off before this episode. Oh, so. I,
1: that's not what I meant. Y'all, oh, my God. Okay, you know what?
2: I'm
0: over here I'm glad being you professional. Yourself.
1: These two over here.
0: I'm glad you paused yourself, sir. <laughs> I
2: had to. Mm-hmm. I had to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you hear Max say he wanted to take his shirt off? Okay. He said it. I didn't.
2: But I like, would how, appreciate how, it. How Brock did but, uh, I, Corey. I, I, so, so he's naked for you, Corey? Like
0: Brock? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <God>. That <laughs> um, was Khan. Uh, one um one thing I did notice when you uh, mentioned about um influences and you know um definitely the culture being mentioned in wrestling, mm-hmm. you mentioned um people like Apollo, mm-hmm. and I wanted to know um how do you feel or um how does it make you feel sometimes when it seems like stereotypes are taken a little bit too far. Maybe it might be an extra accent. Maybe it might be, you know, like like so- sometimes it is a little bit too stereotypical. I don't want to just say the mm-hmm. E, but you know, other yeah. wrestling companies do it. But yeah, you know, like how does it make you feel? And, you know, where do you see that actually? Do you see it fitting in wrestling anywhere or you know, where do you see it actually fit? Uh
3: sometimes I I'm not sure how I actually feel, just because my dad is an immigrant. So like I remember like La Dons and they used to speak in French accents. And I never thought that anything was wrong with that. And I actually, when Apollo started doing that, if he, like, if we did, if we knew he didn't have an accent before that, I don't think people would have a problem with it. But I thought that was kind of dope. Like, again, you don't right. see African born wrestlers on TV. And at the end of the day, there's truth to like some of these stereotypes. Uh, I don't think, like, I like what the New Day did, right? Like, that's probably the greatest thing that's happened for our cultures because like, cool, you see three regular black people who are into gaming who are just themselves. Like now the whole gamut is open to people just to be themselves, yes. like why do I have to be like cool, I want like the, my Cameroonian influence in my character, but why do I have to like okay oh you're you're African, okay, you come out with this headdress on, you do that, and like you yeah. know why can't I just have that influence? I can come out in a suit and still be like a Cameroonian prince, which I am, but why do I have to do all this extraness? I could have my flag in the background. it could be that subtle. it doesn't have to be anything more than that mm-hmm. um at the same time, I know for like the e like. It's character-driven. It's entertainment. Uh, So, like, for some people, it really does go over their head. And if they do it for people who are, like, from Europe, from England, from Russia, I get the history behind why we react in such a way. But at the same time, I'm like, I don't feel any different when they do it. Or when, like, Mexico or Mexico Squad are doing stuff, if they want to embrace their culture and do that on TV, is it necessarily a stereotype if they're actually embracing who they are? I don't know. That's
0: a good point, too. That is a good point. A lot of times we don't look at if off, you know, a lot of times when we see something that we, sometimes we might find offensive, we be like, oh, well, they made them do it. I'm like, you don't know that. Like, like yeah. the same thing you said about the New Day. Like, oh, they make them shuck and jive. I'm like, do you know they actually love to do this? It's like, yeah, it's like our truth showing. is
3: who he, our truth is who he is. If he, this man likes to rap and dance, who am I to be like, yo, just be yourself. That's who he is, right? So like, why would I be like, oh, this is a stereotype." Like, no, that man actually still raps.
0: <laughs> he, he he got he got stuff on Apple Music, people. Download it. Yeah. Look it
3: up. Like I get I get there's a line and I get the historical like reasons of why people feel a particular way because of things happened in the history of this business.
2: Yeah.
3: It's yeah. not necessarily know. like that now though. Like and I, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder if like do we always have to remember what happened in history when things come out? Like, oh back in 1970, man, it's 2022 like I get that that's a base over stuff but this is wrestling this is wrestling it's an entertainment show like why do we have to make it so political sometimes i'm just trying to have fun i'm literally living out a childhood dream it's
2: just that's the that. history of of people not wanting to get outside of their own mind you get to have their own perception about what it is like saying yeah. oh you a rams fan i want you to come in and be a rammer and be stupid and like it's just like yeah. whoa like i love yeah. it and i will i will uh uh enter it into what it is that i'm doing if i feel like it's necessary but i don't need it forced upon me you're forcing it upon everybody else like oh you're a ginger i need you to do ginger things i need you to say ginger things it's just like how do you know that i don't have so much more in me to give to the the, the people out there you know what i'm saying it's just you get this little tidbit of information about who i am and want to make it everything about what i am and who i am when it's never yeah no i
3: completely agree and sometimes especially with more modern day wrestling Fans don't know everything that's happening backstage. So when we were talking about people being them authentic selves, we don't know if they're like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Like they actually genuinely want to do the character that they're doing. We don't know that you could assume, but you don't, people actually don't know. People are trying to like discuss contract statuses. They had no idea what my deal was up or like what was happening behind the scenes. Y'all don't actually fucking know. Y'all think it, y'all know, because you might see a tweet or people come up with bullshit, but like you really don't know. Perception is dangerous. It is, it is very dangerous. Sure is. It's dangerous, but like it is reality for people, so it's like know, a that, lot of layers to
2: that. That's what makes it so dangerous because people live by what they think they know and what they see, yep. what they think they're seeing, things of that nature. Trying to keep up with the Joneses, yep. no pun intended. Thank does. you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Yeah, you know
0: they try, they try. Trying. Trying. I'm just kidding. But uh, staying on that topic, also, I would like to ask um, because uh, we're talking about perception and. Mm-hmm. One, I guess you can kind of say, argument or or, or just I say a sign of ignorance sometimes that you might see okay. on like Twitter, is yep. when people would compare STP and say, "Oh, that's just a Nation of Domination."
3: Yep. That no, yeah, that boggles my mind because like you see four black men, and you're like, "Okay, media, nation," but if you see it, every single, if I was like, "Okay, if I'm gonna be this ignorant," it's like every white bald dude don't go see Boston. That's yep. what I it to every uh, white dude with yeah. haircut like i'd be like white dude with white like regular haircut johnny gargano like how are you y'all are literally looking at skin tone and that's in the group of people and you're comparing to that so like if y'all want to play that game which i don't like get into twitter discourse twitter is just accessible negativity a lot of the oh time my God. Ooh,
2: God. Twitter but, is like if something. people if people want to
3: have that conversation i'll i could stoop to the level of person like if that's how y'all want to compare what about this comparison i'll make you feel dumb
1: Pretty much. Pretty mm-hmm. much. I mean, oh. it's crazy how much people really have no purpose or viewpoint, so they adopt whatever it is that they mm-hmm. attach to or spend yep. most of their time looking at. And unfortunately, that is social media. And yep. there's so much... Um misinformation out there that people like to twist it as truth so um I have one last question for you Khan it's actually my husband's favorite question to ask every one of our guests well you're not a guest now you are ringside family right so his question is when your career is over what do you want your legacy to be oh man That's the same reaction we get every time. Every time. (laughs) Every time. Oh,
3: man. I think if I care enough, if I care enough that when I leave this business, that I want people to remember me for a particular reason, it is opening up that door or like creating this lineage of Cameroonian born wrestlers or African wrestlers. Like we have this now, this platform and like, I'm one of the first people that did it on like a main platform again i'm not from cameroon my father is but like making it known because people are always like oh, are you samoan like there's other countries in this world also africa continent cameroon like look at a map i had to learn every country in africa because i used to take afro studies but like we need to learn all the countries there's so much more out there than that um but if like i can be i guess quote unquote a pillar of someone who's like helping me open that door and like educate people and like bringing that platform of african board wrestlers but if my career is short, like, man, I'm happy that I just got to do this. And I'm cool moving out west and just, like, getting away from the world and living my happy, quiet life, honestly. Like, this is such a privilege to even get to perform. Like I had, like, a serious injury in high school that, at the end of the day, I'm happy that I got to get into my
1: dream and live out my dream as a professional wrestler. Man, That's awesome. That's beautiful. Have you been to Cameroon?
3: I have. I went about eight years ago. Um, So my grandfather was the chief of our village. When he passed away, Um, my my uncle became the chief. Thank you. My uncle became the chief. And I was there, like, literally the week before we went out there, my grandmother then passed. Uh, But for people in that country, in that village, like, death is, like, a beautiful thing. Like, they celebrate the person's life. It's not sad. Like, we had a huge party celebrating my grandmother's life. And the next day, uncle got initiated to become the chief. Uh I have never experienced anything like this before in my life. I woke up and like a hundred men were out on our on our compound because we have like the biggest compound in the village since we are a royal family. Mm-hmm. Uh they all brought like pigs and goats to be slaughtered. Like that's what we do over there. It's a terrible country, so in some mm-hmm. certain parts. All the women were like cooking the meals and like dressing certain things up and just seeing like the traditional elephant dance. Like I'm I'm a part of this particular trial called Aquari, where we believe that we can like shapeshift that we partner with elephants out in the jungle and like seeing all this cultural stuff and like the mountain is in the background it was i was like 21 at the time i took so many pictures and videos because i have never experienced anything like that before in my life and like it's funny because you think about okay you're going to cameroon what's africa like really like you go to cameroon there's an airport right you go downtown they have actually skyscrapers they have houses the rest of your areas I'm like what the fuck like, right, you, you it's see not you see like on... what they
1: show us here,
3: right? Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, yo, there's downtowns. Once there's... you see a McDonald's, I'm like, okay, this is, <laughs> you see a city, you see civilized people, but where we were actually were, it was like three hours out into the village and the jungle was behind the house. It was like cement block huts. There was no roads, it was just like dirt roads. But just to see like all of that, that diversity of all of that, that exists in that country, and it's like that all over Africa. Um, that's something I'll never forget and I hope I get to go back one more time before my like my dad ever passes away or whenever that happens but I'm glad I even got to go home went for like three weeks spent Christmas out there it was
1: oh my gosh Christmas yeah. Christmas in Africa is an experience <laughs> okay that my first time going back mm-hmm. it was during Christmas and I was just did not want to come back I came back to America <laughs> and for the first two weeks I was pissed because I just didn't <laughs> back <laughs> it's a beautiful country and um to any really listeners, is. please try and go back it doesn't matter which country you go mm-hmm. to you be, you will be received with open arms don't believe what anyone yeah. else tells you that africans hate americans it's not the truth it's just trying to yeah. keep you separated from your heritage but yep. explore it and i'm so happy you got to experience that that is a beautiful Me moment too. Um, got me a little emotional there. So I had to mute out. But that that's amazing legacy. And the mm-hmm. fact that you um, <sighs> were able to come back from major injury to do what it is that you love to do, that we all love to talk about and watch, but you actually get to perform it and live it and do it mm-hmm. is such an amazing um, feat. And we mm-hmm. bow down to you, <laughs> Prince. <laughs> Literally, Prince. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we, we funny.
3: Get... I told uh, I told Caprice Coleman, I was like, yeah, man, I'm like an actual prince. Like I get treated like royalty when I go back there. And then ever since that day, he's like, ah, oh, messiah. <laughs> I'm like, look, you know, it's not coming, it's not coming to America. But like,
1: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> got the lines and
2: everything
3: <laughs> put it, on
2: it. Just, I'm like it. Place it on I'm slowly man. put it on, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> man, speaking about coming out West, when was the mm-hmm. last time you was out in Killer Cali in, in,
3: in L.A. land, man? I thought we were just out there uh, mid-December. All of that yeah. yeah, you guys yeah. was. Yeah. So, yeah,
2: tell tell me about that workout with uh, Fletcher. <laughs> I command you to grow. I command these awesome. What was that yeah. workout like? Because I know that was
3: intense. Mm. Uh, is he, He's a trip, for real. Like, I've never, I haven't been, like, screen, like, I've been screamed like that, like, in R.O.H. Dojo or back in football practices, but, like, the legacy that man has, and, like, you watch his YouTube videos and, like, fucking grow. I'm like, okay, this dude's gonna be, like, doing 200 curls. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of nervous for this. Uh, but I remember we like Shane telling us about this, went out there, got to the gym. I was like, alright, like, I train every day, right? Like I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna be the one to fail first, at least I'm not failing first. Like I will let my biceps tear off my fucking arms if I have to. But at the same time, I'm not, I'm not really like too competitive of a person. So <laughs> like we did the first pyramid and I was like, okay, got through that. Like my arms already blew up was, Like oh, man, we have more to do. Oh. So we ended up doing like this round robin of passing off the curls and like, all right, not dying here either. And then we had to like start going up and wait. No, we had to like out rep one another I was like, all right. So someone went first. I think they hit like seventy nine. Like, fuck. Like, what <laughs> <laughs> did I, I sign
2: up for today? Yeah.
3: I'm like, my arm's already hurt, man. Like, again, I'm not too competitive of a person. I'm gonna try, but like, like, he's filming this for YouTube. Like, people are gonna see this. Uh, <laughs> right, so I, I can't give.
2: I can't break. I gotta go for it.
3: As long as I wasn't in last place, I was pretty content. Like, we did some competitive stuff. He wanted us to curl like a, the easy bar curl forty five on each side. I'm like. Look I'm older now I, I work up for function. I'm really not trying to like hurt myself. I'm not trying to go home in pain, so <laughs> I gave my attempts it was it was definitely like that brotherhood experience everyone screaming and pushing each other, which was kinda of dope. uh, I remember I, I flew home that night and sitting on that plane, I was like, this is so <laughs> oh. fucking uncomfortable like you're just sitting there like this like
1: <laughs> oh Lord, Jesus,
3: have like a give flight, me all man. the eyes she had. I well, was sitting there was like, so this pain. is, yeah, all, all cramped up. And I was, I, I hit up most of them and I said, like, Yo, how how do you feel? Because <laughs> he took like, a red eye, he took a red eye back he's like, man, I feel like shit. <laughs> well,
2: I just want to make sure like... I'm not alone in this, man. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> Can cause... you say the
2: most, that, that was the most intense workout that you've ever had?
3: Mm, with someone yelling at me? Yeah, but I pushed myself. I'm. I'm like a huge fan of The Rock, man. I push myself every day when I work out. Like mm. I know people be staring at me for how with the crazy shit that I do actually do every day. So I think in terms of like him, young, know I mean like trying to force my arms to go, sure. But I I push myself very hard.
0: So I'll say with that. So what is your um? What's your max? Have have, have you done a, uh, what's your late late lately? What what what's your max weight?
3: Uh, I don't max out too often because again I like I live for function I care about like making sure I'm just in shape and like healthy so I can, flexibility I did max out I, I think bench like 300 maybe two months ago just to see how I felt uh I do do the t- oh. 225 I do the 225 tests like typically around Thanksgiving because for some reason the day after Thanksgiving after all that food that I eat I have like a great workout so I hit like 225 maybe 22 times in college I barely hit that like three times like, what fuck is this so <laughs> uh
1: Damn, that means I, I'm out. <laughs> I weigh three something. <laughs>
3: hey, I squatted. I squatted over four hundred. So okay. you
1: yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, I squat. You
1: know, what, what, You will be okay.
2: <laughs> you <What mean>? like <laughs> Melvin. <Melbourne. laughs>
0: Boy,
1: Y'all know it wouldn't be me if I didn't say something.
2: So it's not
0: baby boy. Okay. Please, it's okay,
1: Cod. It's all in good fun. That's I don't good. expect you to squat but at least there's some hope. There's hope.
2: <laughs> there's hope. You put prayers in prayer I, this. I see Yo. one of my childhood uh uh heroes slash uh one of the people that I was afraid of as a child in your background. Yo. Uh, uh, my, my uncle actually had like a Chucky doll right in the not house. I'm avoiding right. it. And, I got one too, uh, actually. Man, he I, mm-hmm. I would like write on my Etch-A-Sketch at night like, Chucky, are you real? Because I was like terrified. <laughs> of the kid. And i wake up in the morning, the etch sketch would say, yeah. And I'd be like, oh my Yo. God, I'm looking at that doll. Like, how far does your fanship for Chucky go? There has to be a cutoff, and I'm trying to see where you cut it
3: off at. Uh so got the three posters right now. I remember seeing child's play when I was like eight years old, right? Went to my friends, my their twins we went to their birthday party. For some reason, they were like, Okay, let's go to the video store and rent child's play one and two. That's what we're gonna do for these eight and nine-year-olds. Great idea, right? <laughs> oh no, uh, perfect. They're going to I remember as a kid, as a kid at that party, I was like, Yo, this is terrifying. So because seeing my toys come to life, I'd be afraid of that shit. That'd be so scary.
2: Yeah, and now
3: <clears throat> now. I got the posters. I got him tattooed on my shin. I got a Chucky doll out there. Uh, I, I like the horror stuff, so I got like a Pennywise doll out there. I want to get Annabelle. Hey Georgie! <laughs> You're scaring the <laughs> hell out of Rose right now. I mean, I, I know, something, something about seeing that movie as a kid just stuck with me, and I've been a fan of horror ever since.
2: Please tell me you have not seen anything past Bride Chucky. Chucky. Uh,
3: no, nah, I got all of them. I, uh, I watched the uh, series. Yep, uh, I will. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I, I'll let you
2: have this series. It's just them last couple of Chucky's after the Curse of Chucky was good. The no, Curse of no, Chucky no,
3: was no. cool. Yeah, the Netflix Chucky's were actually pretty dope. Yo, I like those. Bride of Chucky and Cedar Chucky were trash, but the ones on Netflix, the Curse of Chucky, uh, yeah. Cult of Chucky, like I like yeah. those. It's a different direction, but at least it wasn't like that corny, cat campy shit.
2: Bride of Chucky was amazing. You got to see no, Chucky as an it abusive wasn't. man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you got to see doll things. I did not expect that. I was like,
2: what is going on? I didn't know this was gonna happen. <laughs> terrible, terrible. I see, I see I see you got the dreads popping and everything, man. How mm. how long has your journey been? Because you know, I'm just getting started myself. Okay. okay. Uh, and you know, it's 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 been interesting. I can't
3: wait until I get to the length that you got going, huh? man, What made you, at, you start with the dreads? I'm at seven years now. So they're down, they're down past my waist. I'm definitely gonna cut like five or six inches off because they're, they're a lot. They're too long. Um, yeah, like working out and like sweating. They just, I don't even know. I, I really want to meet Booker T. Like, how did you wrestle with your hair down? I don't understand because that should be in my face. I'm like, I'll just cut this off. Uh,
1: you should just I start whipping people like Bianca does.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you got two sides. Of- hey. All right. <laughs> <laughs> hey. That could be a good, that could be a good moment. Um, but I used to have really long hair in high school. Like a lot of people had braids and afros back then, and then I mm-hmm. cut my hair off right before I went to college. I shaved my head, and I rocked the fade for a couple of years. And for some reason, I just like felt like I wasn't myself in a sense. Like I felt like I just wasn't whole. Like this for this some reason gives me confidence. And like when I read about Native American men having long hair, it's like their connection to the universe, connected to mm-hmm. their environment. Like mm-hmm. to me, it's like these tentacles that just like tune me into the universe. And once I I like grew my hair out and I cut it off and I grow it out again and I cut it off. I was like, all right, I just need to grow it out and like get it twisted. Cause you know, was, yeah, people talk about like this ugly stage and like the first twist, and like, all right, this doesn't look that great, but whatever. Like, I was getting confident, just not giving a fuck. Like whatever people can say, whatever just stare at me, but, like I just did not care. I'm like, that's what helped me grow as a like, person, like just having that confidence. As long as they got the more confident, the more in tune I felt with just like myself and living in this world. Uh, and it's just been a great journey so far, like. Now I'm at a point where I really retwist my hair. I don't care. Like I'm confident. It could mm-hmm. be nappy. Like fuck this perception of having to have nice twisted locks. Nah, it's hair. It's gonna look the way that it is. It's gonna do what it does. And like that's me. That's what locks are supposed to look like. So exactly. i Yeah. It's something about to to it. just being confident. Yeah, man.
2: Because <laughs> I I been for for a long time. Like I've been through so many hairstyles, but I've never like group. Grew- mm-hmm. This is as long as my hair has ever been. So I was just okay. like, you know, well, let me try out braids for the first time ever. And I got yeah. tired of that and I was like, well, I don't want to cut it. So let's just try it out, see see, see what, it's, what it's looking like. So I'm actually happy that I did it. It feels good, you know what I'm saying? I'm still, like I said, getting comfortable with it, but you know, mm-hmm. not a bad decision at all, at all. So I just always like to ask my fellow dreadheads, like how you're feeling and, and all things of that nature. But I didn't hit a couple of spots, now it's time to go for the finish, as far as I am <laughs> concerned. Um. All right. I, I've asked Shane, you know what I'm saying, and, and a couple of other uh, individuals that we had on air. This is primarily mm-hmm. like my go-to question when it comes down to it. Um, give me your Mount Rushmore of trios. Of trios? Yeah.
1: Oh, good one. Good one. All right. All right.
3: That, that is a tough, tough question. Mm. Just because I mean- when we're at. When we were at ROH, there wasn't a lot of six-man teams for us to face, so we had to go to the Indies to, like, wrestle these teams.
2: I mean, all uh, the time, things that, that have influenced you, you know what I'm saying? Of course, you could always throw STP in there, you know, first and foremost, but, you yeah, just know, just, just, just trios, them important trios in the wrestling business that really got it going and started it off.
3: Honestly, I think we are in that group. I think the, what we accomplished at ROH we're going to go down in the history books as being one of the most dominant six-man teams in ROH history. And now since it's defunct, they got rid of those belts. Like, they don't even exist to ROH. So we're what? going to be one of the it? last... Yeah, like, I think I read a press release, like, they're dropping those belts. Uh, it's just going to be the world title of the Women's Championship and one of the tag belts. Like, six men. Wow. So at least that's what I read. It could come back, but, like, we were the last ones to hold those belts and make them mean something. So we're definitely right. in that top three. One Of the people that influenced me to get into wrestling as I grew up was Seth Rollins. Now, gotta be the Shield. Mm-hmm. Them three oh. and like again, okay. I got to learn from Joey Mercury, who helped create the Shield. He mm-hmm. would tell us these stories and like hearing about those three dudes and the brotherhood that they would have and the way that they would wrestle these matches. Like I bought their DVD out, studying their matches because I'm like, oh, referring to being a six man, like those are people to learn from. They're mm-hmm. all future Hall of Famers. The way that they worked, oh my
2: god, it was just organized chaos, and it was just yep. always that way. But just so perfect, always. they meshed and gel together perfectly. Yep. Uh I got, I got, I got two on my mind. I know you're gonna say one of them. You gotta say one of them. You talked about them earlier, but I, I got another one that 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 you may or may not say. So I'm just waiting to see what what, what you come
3: across. I will say the new day. Okay. There like you go. Okay. again, because they. For the tag team belts too, when they were that trios, longest tag team reign ever, and what they did for the culture, like what they did for us, for young people, even when Kofi won that belt, I shed tears. Like you get goosebumps seeing these moments because you don't ever like you saw Kofi's whole career, and you're like man, that band's never gonna win the world championship, like he's just not. And then he does, and the the story up to that that made us care so much, and then he won, and you're like, yo, they did it, like they did it, and like I can do that now. His mm-hmm. kids can do that. Young people can do that. And we can all dream to have these moments. That Big E got to win. And, like, Xavier's day is coming. Because he's fucking a fantastic wrestler. This man has started his own YouTube channel. Like, this man is, is, has a multitude of talents. If he doesn't have that belt, it's a fucking crime. The uh, Yeah, it's got to be those three, honestly. Like, I don't pay too much to Japan wrestling, so I don't know so much. Um but like this, this the history that was made with all three of these teams, ourselves included. It's got to be us three. I'm
2: gonna throw this up real mm-hmm. quick. See, mm-hmm. see, see, if you throw that in there for that for that final spot. You know what I'm saying? It, mm-hmm. it was a million other members afterwards, but them first three, man, changed the <laughs> wrestling business. <flipping> over. <laughs>
3: they did. They did. <laughs> They never got the rest of us though, so. Oh man, oh,
2: hey, they oh, don't, want that, smoke. They don't want that
3: smoke. They don't want that smoke
2: though. They've been don't trying, that. but they don't want that. There's not a tree out it. there that wants that smoke with STP. I promise. I promise. I promise. You know, I I, I see there's
0: there's one there's one group though that has been saying they do want the smoke, and that is the takeover. They they I'm,
2: gonna I'm get prepared.
3: took over.
2: They don't. They don't. Want that. <laughs> they don't want. That. They don't want, that. They don't want that.
3: <laughs> i've seen some things on twitter man if they don't at me i don't see their stuff i ain't gonna search it out so if they don't at my name
1: neighbor... oh i've seen
3: ooh, i've seen i've spoken my timeline man but i'm like shots fired.
1: i'm here to take over
3: you got you got
0: got to, <laughs> to get that at. you, you got to at
2: to get that at. talk to me up. talk to my <laughs> face Do holla me. at me if you think you' about that yep
0: so I, i'll say um <laughs> my my last and uh final question before we head out is um your eye to the future. Um, what 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 is next for con? Um, mm-hmm. are there any titles you're looking at? Is there, is there a specific uh promotion you're looking at? Just what 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 what, what um just let, let us know what you're looking at? What, what what you're looking forward to? Uh
3: I have three things. Um since I moved to Texas, my goal was to like take over this Texas indie scene and be named as like this is pillars of Texas down here. Uh, I feel like some of these promotions are afraid to book me because I'd beat the fuck out of the people that they've had me face. Um, so I'm definitely trying to be one of these mainstays in Texas, like hard-hitting. There's a lot of independent emotions on here, so I'm trying to run these shows every weekend. Number two, get that contract. Uh, it's a couple of places that I've talked to. So they clearly see that I'm money. They want they want me to come help them make money.
1: Hmm. Uh, I've been
3: reached out by a couple of places. So as long as someone comes send me, that paperwork, uh, we can work something out. And then third, not wrestling included, uh, I definitely want to, like, start monetizing what I'm doing. If I'm going to be in this business, so I've been reached out by a couple of supplement companies that work with some high-profile athletes, you know, kind of just, like, mesh those things together, right? Like, I can be a brand ambassador and get paid to do photo shoots and, like, do your supplements or whatever, and i also be a yeah. professional wrestler. So yeah, we're, that's, we're that's what's on the horizon people. right now.
2: One and the same. Men of many different talents. You know what I'm saying? It's yep. all about the money. We know what's going to Bring <laughs> the money. We connect it to it. Just, you know, yep. all we're looking for is the opportunity. That's it. Exactly. That's all. I'm going to create it or you going to give it, but it's coming.
3: Yep, exactly. So I got, I got some things on the horizon. Again, hopefully I can announce in the next month to six weeks. We'll see what happens.
0: Oh, we're going to be on the lookout. Look, okay, look so... hey, if you want to, you can come on here and announce it. I'm
2: just saying. Yes. You know, just, well, you know what I'm saying? Just... Give us the scoop and we'll <sighs> it for, be the be the, Be the first ones out there and letting everybody know what's going on before you uh, let them right. know. I'm, I'm about to start some rumors. about that. Take you know, every weekend, six weeks. Every Friday, look at Conny, uh Instagram, Twitter. You're going to have a picture with a shirt off. And tell hey. me, you know, going <laughs> like. They're going to be mad at me. I wasn't here to tell you the truth.
3: Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm trying to remain relevant, you know, other than wrestling. You know, people got to see see that what I'm worth, so.
0: Definitely, man. Well, Khan mm-hmm. man, we just want to thank you, man, for coming on with us, bro. It has definitely been an honor and a true pleasure talking to you. Um, if you can, just, you know, let the people know where they can find you at, you know, uh, social media. And also, you know, what if you got coming up um, promotion-wise and whatever.
3: Uh, you can follow me at the period con on Instagram, almost to 5,000. Come on now. Like I'm trying to at least break 5k soon at the con on Twitter. And coming up soon. I believe I got world-class wrestling this weekend in Dallas. The following weekend, I'm off. Uh, I should be going back to Orlando for some, some AEW things. Uh, got mania weekend coming up. I think I'm booked for a couple of shows on that. Ooh. Around, I don't know. If anything, I'll promote it on my social media. i could just follow me. I'm gonna get to 5K on both. Come on, I'm verified on Twitter. I'm a real person, man. He got the check though. Yeah. He got check though. Come on now, Let's go. the Rock, the Rock retweeted one of my te- tweets. Come on now, like,
2: Ooh. why am I
3: not? Come on,
2: what?
3: For the listeners,
2: what is wrong with y'all. <laughs> y'all heard the handles, but for the viewers, y'all see it down mm. below. In the great words of uh, Andre 3000, you know what to do. <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> Like, you already know, man. Put that
0: follow button on VCon on IG mm-hmm. on the Con on Twitter. And for us, you already know. Follow us on Facebook at Ringside Mayhem Podcast. Follow us on mm-hmm. Twitter at RSM Mayhem Pod on Twitter. Follow us on IG Ringside Mayhem Pod. You know, just click that little follow button. And also, you know, no for excuse. and you know also for our viewers, you know, on YouTube, comment, like, share, subscribe. Hit that little notification bell right down the corner. Ding, ding, ding. Hit that. So you can get all new just notifications of our new episodes. This has been the Queen Rose. This has been Mr. Million Dollar Mac. Mr. Know-It-All. My tag team partner. Mr. Sir Mac. This has also been your boy, the GM. KLAS. Because I'm so sick with it. And also, you already know, your boy Khan. And we are out. But you already know, Catch Us Ringside. For all the mayhem. Go
1: down. hey thanks for listening if you have any questions concerns or comments hit us up on our website at tssaw.com or you know go to our email at ringsidemayhem7 at gmail.com or look us up on facebook at ssaw and we'll see you there